Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, I'm sorry, Russ. I so rudely cut you off yesterday. I know you're used to it, but I uh, don't want to set a bad example for our listeners. So it, It's okay. It gives me an opportunity to work through all of this with my wife later on. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm God's tool of sanctification for yeah, you, yeah, so yeah. I'm the thorn. <laughs> I was just going to merely say not, that one of the resources that I think we too quickly re, um, neglect is just a good study Bible. Yeah. Um, and I would suggest that that might be your best resource when you're starting to go through the Psalms is just have a good study mm-hmm. Bible with you. Um, ESV study Bible is excellent. Um, I, I always felt like the NIV study Bible had wonderful notes in it. Um, the Reformation study Bible, um, the... Reformation Heritage Reformation study Heritage Study Bible. So there are so many wonderful study Bibles out there um, that I think you, if you avail yourself to those and just read the footnotes as you go through, I, I think it would be a huge blessing and help. I agree. I, I Somebody just asked me yesterday, do you have any resources for studying the Bible? And the first uh, one I gave was just a good study Bible. Read the introductory notes to every book that you're going to read. I mean, if you want to dig in more, read every single note that you can read. Of course, test it against Scripture. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're a wonderful resource. Okay, so – Just remember the footnotes aren't infallible. Right. So you could read something in the footnotes that aren't correct. The Bible's infallible. The footnotes are yeah. not. Yes. Correct. Unless you have a gospel for life study Bible. <laughs> Which hasn't been produced yet. Which has not yet been produced yet because we're still working on the infallible parts. (laughs) Fallible man. That's right. All right. Um, Well, we've been going through the Psalms of Ascent, and of course these represent uh, the the Jews going to Jerusalem those three times a year for the feasts. And as as Jonathan's pointed out, in in the past programs, there's kind of a triad of, of harassment, help, and then heaven, and it kind of goes in that order. Uh, and it's kind of a repeating pattern. Today we are on Psalm 126. Um, Jonathan, would you like to read that? Sure. Psalm 126, a song of ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. The word of the Lord. What a great psalm. Mm -hmm. Phil, what kind of old wisdom do you have for this? (laughs) Ancient, ancient, the yeah. ancient paths. Keep to the, the ancient, ancient paths. Ancient yes. path for modern um, pilgrim. Well, this is a, a a wonderful, beautiful little psalm. It 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 looks back and then it looks forward, and um, 
at the beginning of the psalm, the, 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 the first half of the psalm is all looking back on past blessing of God. Uh, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with shouts of joy. They said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. He's, he's looking back and remembering a time of great blessing in the people of Israel. You know, he, he could be talking about the Exodus and, and uh, you know, God leading the people out of slavery in Egypt. He could be talking about entering into the promised land. Uh, How important is that doctrine of remembering? Oh, huge. The Bible yeah. tells us over and over again, remember. And uh, Jesus uh, we told, gave us the, the, the Lord's Supper and said, do this remembering me. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we, are, we are commanded throughout the Bible to look back on God's blessing, on God's work in our lives. And, that, and it's so important, believer, um, when you're in moments of discouragement and, and it, may, it may seem like uh, you're, you're in a really tough moment and, and God seems far away, remember, remember back in times when uh, God's blessing and God's presence in your life and God's saving work in your life was just really vivid to you. Hold on to that. And that's what, that's what and, and most of all, not just within your own life, but look back on the great saving work of God. Look back on the cross of Jesus. Look back on his resurrection victory. Look back on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church. Um, that's how recite those things recite yeah. them to yourself so do you absolutely guys, do you guys remember so, the the story of uh pilgrim's progress at the end when christian and hopeful are about to pass over the river which represented death and there was the last thing they had to do to get to the celestial city christian is is beside himself he's he's absolutely terrified and hopeful is is uh he he's hopeful he he's he's not scared and so what hopeful does is he reminds christian of all the things that god has done for him along mm -hmm. the journey in order to get through this yes. yeah. this passage that passage and, the, and it's not just recalling to recall look at it, it's supposed to have an effect our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy so it has a personal effect on you as a believer that you reflect on what god has done in his mighty work in his, his people, but it also has an effect on the outside world looking in. I, I think there's a great little nugget at the end of verse 2. Then they said among the nations, the nations are saying, who are mm -hmm. looking in on the church of the Old Testament, look what God is doing. The, the Lord has done great things for them. Mm -hmm. right. So it has an effect on us. But what that effect on us has is that it makes the nations talk. Wow, look at what God does for his people. It, yeah. You know, we, we said it's very hard to pinpoint sometimes in the psalm uh, the context for the original writing of this psalm. But what it appears in this one, this is, this is when the people were coming back from exile. You know, they were exiled in the Babylonian captivity and there you know they were they were they they couldn't sing this wonderful song they they it was a it was an extremely bitter exile for them uh, because of their because of that nation's rejection of the lord they were brought into captivity now the lord is restoring them and bringing them back and this is what fills you know they've got a great deliverance and their mouths are filled with laughter they're singing for joy because um, you know all that, all the bitterness of exile is put behind them, mm -hmm. and they're and they being delivered to, um, yeah. 
God's presence. No, notice the pronouns in the first three verse. It's all we, our, us, them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's insightful because oftentimes in the West we think very, very individualistically, and the psalmist is saying, no, the joys of the church collectively belong to every Christian individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in times of, you mentioned times of kind of despair or trouble, sometimes we can get great joy and um, hope when we see other Christians being delivered from the Abs- trials that yes. God has delivered them from. A- absolutely. And there's a, a plea in verse 4, restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. The Negev is uh, is the desert. Um, and uh, if you've ever been out here in uh, southwest Idaho and out in the out in the arid wilderness areas, out on BLM land, and uh, all of a sudden you come to, or, or, or you're out in the Owyhees that are dry and barren, and all of a sudden you come to a stream, and it's just you know green and lush and verdant. Uh, restore our fortunes like a stream in the desert. Uh, a, a stream gives life. And this prayer, and then he goes on, those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing. Well, why would you go out weeping when you're planting seeds? Uh, this is an agrarian society. It's very distant from us. In an, agra- in an ancient agrarian society, sometimes by the time planting season comes around, food is getting pretty scarce. They don't have a supermarket to go to. You know, there's no Albertsons. There's no Winco. And you have to save the seed grain, no matter how hungry you get, no matter how hungry your, your children get. You have to save the seed grain because that's going to be next year's crop. And if you go ahead and eat that, you're, you're really going to starve. So to go out and to take this precious grain that you've been saving since last year and your family may be hungry and you're taking this precious grain and sowing it into the soil, yeah, you may go out with weeping and uh, because times are, times are very hard. And, and this psalm is... is just reminding us, uh, trust in the Lord. You're going to go out with weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, but you're going to come home with shouts of joy. Uh, there's going to be a harvest. God is going to fulfill his promises. God is going to provide for his people. Um, this is just a, an, an amazing image. And Josh mentioned this earlier. The geography here is a beautiful picture. I mean, the psalmist is is, is is speaking something with um he mentioned this yesterday about the mountains here he's he's using a, a desert in verse four god has done this powerful work in the fa- past restoring the fortunes of, of zion we know god is faithful because we can look back and see what he's done um, but that doesn't mean that life is not without concerns and difficulties like phil was saying that there are times of sorrow and um, there's times that feel more lean um, right before, I mean, you've gotten at the end, if you will, of the year's resources and, and life. And people, you know that. You you have days in which you feel like you're at the end of your resources, that you don't have mm-hmm. anything left, that you're, 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 you're still sowing seeds, but it feels like the harvest is a long way away. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the prayer is, is, Lord, I know that you can bring water into the desert. Mm-hmm. 
And really, it's a prayer for every child of God to say, you can bring water into the desert of my heart and my life that I feel right now. Um, And that the Christian faith is not defined by sorrow and difficulty and hurt. It's defined by joy. Yes. Um, I think it was C.S. Lewis in Weight of Glory that has that beautiful line about we're like kids playing in a puddle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember it exactly, but basically... Building mud pies. When we have... Uh, the holiday promise. at the sea. Yeah, yeah. Holiday yeah, promised was. at the sea. And I, I, I see this psalm that way, that sometimes we just forget the ultimate that we have, what we have in, in Christ, this joy that's without measure yeah. that we possess. We don't mm-hmm. always experience it now, but right. it's ours in security. It's ours in, by faith. Well, and I think that's the essence of, he says it twice. Verse one, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then we were like those who dream. Verse four, plead, Lord, restore our fortunes, O Lord. It's true that on the physical level, we need things for our sustenance, but Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of that, that comes forth from the word of God. What is the ultimate fortune of God's people? It's God himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what the psalmist's heart is over and over again in scripture. You know, um, one thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty and to inquire into his temple. Or yes. Psalm 73, where the psalmist says, um, whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth there is no one I desire besides, besides you. The, the fortunes of God's people is God himself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I mean, it, we're not putting aside, of course, the, the physical things that we need, but, but this is a spiritual book and it's speaking on the spiritual level. Well, and as Psalm 1610 would say, in your presence is fullness of joy. And I think this ends with, shall come home and I think home is, is symbolic of coming into to God's presence. Absolutely. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will continue the song, Psalms of Ascent next time. 